Hello, Hello and welcome back to Second Chance Cinema. Second Chance Cinema. Episode 7. All right. We are on episode 7. Excellent. And uh, this is the show where, you know, we, we take a film that maybe had some uh, mixed reviews, uh, bad reputation, uh, maybe a cult following, maybe bombed at the box office. Uh, we take a second look at it and we talk about, hey, does this deserve the hate? Does this deserve mm. all the negative criticism? Or uh, is there something to love here? Is it maybe a hidden gem? And right. uh, we've got, I think, a pretty good one uh, for yep. the episode today. We are doing Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yes. Um, I remember when this came out. I remember being very mixed reviews. Mm-hmm. Um course this is the fourth installment in the indiana jones franchise uh from 2008 of course um i guess i guess you call it the follow-up the next film after the last crusade right um so this has got a let me just i just had it Uh oh pull up the reviews pull up the uh, reviews yeah it was all right. Yeah. So I'm on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got a uh, 77% tomato meter, which is the critic reviews, but a 53% audience Ooh, score. Wow. So, um, yeah, very divisive yeah. among fans. Yeah. Um, and uh, we'll we'll just get right into this. Um, okay. Yeah. Do you have first impressions? First impressions. Um, well, it's Indiana. General thoughts. Yeah, yeah. It's Indiana Jones. So you really you go in with a positive attitude. You're you're mm-hmm. wanting to like it. We all, of course, remember Raiders, which is the the seed of the whole franchise, and that was just you know one of the greatest films of all time, in my opinion. Um, and then you had the uh, uh, what was the second one? I'm blanking on the title. Uh, Temple of Temple Doom. Temple of Doom. Thank you. Yes, the the Temple of Doom, also a massive smash hit, and of course the. The young boy uh, who played that just won an Oscar for Kiway yeah. Kiway Kwan right played a short round right in uh, that movie right and now now he's come back in a big way but yeah, yeah right continue. and then we right and then we have uh, uh, the the uh, oh god the Sean Connery I'm blo- I've switched titles now the um, the Last Crusade the Last Crusade yeah that's um, actually my favorite one that one I um, really enjoyed yeah. myself as well I know that one got some got a little bit of hate but it was just another phenomenal installment in the Indiana Jones mm-hmm. franchise. Yeah. And then we have the kingdom of the crystal skulls. And of course now we've got a, a fourth one that's coming out. So the timing of this one is great. The timing of our, our little show here right here yeah. is great. Yeah. Well, sort of, it's sort a, of, it's, it already came out. Oh, did it? Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I have, yeah, I have been at, at out of town in conferences yeah. and my head it's, under a rock. So yeah. Yeah. It recently, I think it just like left theaters oh, okay. now. So Anyway, uh, <laughs> well, there you go. There's my expertise for you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that I think speaking of, you know, the older films, yeah. I had this thought that kind of was pervasive over the whole movie for me is like, why does this need to exist? Right. As, as enjoyable as it was. And I did find it, mm-hmm. you know, mostly enjoyable. Yeah. Um, after the end of the last crusade that, I mean, it's called the last crusade, right? That seems like, yes, uh, a, a finality of sorts. Right. 
and it, it wrapped everything up kind of nicely. It was a nice ending mm-hmm. um, with you know the Holy Grail and all of that, and right. Indian, his father, you know, finally reconciling and then you know yeah good end to their arcs and everything so then to tend to reopen that seems a little weird to me like why like yeah you already ended you already batted a hundred right why why open yourself up to to i don't know (laughs) right i I don't i don't know why the story felt like it needed to be told yeah Well, and they there was they had a little bit of bad luck because of the situation with uh, River Phoenix, who played young Indiana Jones, and that was clearly a setup for uh, more stories with River Phoenix featuring River Phoenix. It seemed mm-hmm. to me, and then of course he passed, which is yes. unfortunate. Yes. So, yeah. Um. So. Yeah. Let's get into let's yeah. just get into this okay. actual movie, the real meat of it. Yep. First thing I noticed, um, that's such a, a weird little thing, but, uh. The, the title of the movie and this is in this really weird font yeah <laughs> you know like it has the it has like the opening credits yeah it's like Harrison Ford right directed by Steven Spielberg and it's right. in this like black font right and then in the same font it says just Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull Wow I didn't like even notice why, that well wow. why is it in this weird font like you have yeah you have the Indiana Jones yeah. font that's on the cover right why, why why would, would you, you it's it looked weird. like it it looked like it was just typed in in like windows movie maker Ew. like okay. that's the, yeah. what the font looked like i'm like who who decided who, yeah, to do that like, yeah. why? so weird like that right off weird. the bat i don't know why but okay. uh putting that aside the opening yeah. kind of 10 20 minutes were actually kind of fun okay with the opening car chase Yep. With okay. the, what you think are Americans, and then it turns out, oops, right. they're Russians. Right. They're the yeah. Soviets. Right. So that's fun, and they they break into this Air Force base. Right. And which, by the way, I have uh, written here, like, Russians, not Nazis. Yes. Which is a nice change of pace. Yes. Um, I thought. When yes. Every other indie film is indie versus the Nazis. Right. This t- film takes place in 1957, so yep. um, well after World War II. Right. So the Soviets are the new... Yes, the new big bad, right, you right. know, force that you gotta defeat. Right. Um, but the yeah, the opening action scene is fun and mm-hmm. swashbuckling, and mm-hmm. it's classic Indiana Jones. Yep. Stuff. I yep. love the little kind of uh, reversal of he's like swinging on his whip. Right, and he's trying to land on the car, but then he he doesn't quite make it, and he swings back. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, into that was the other great. Car, so. Yeah, and that was very Indiana Jones too. Yes. That kind of yeah, that's that's really good. Yeah, um, and that just that just goes to show that uh, I think Steven Spielberg just knows how to direct the he heck does. out of a movie. Yeah, he really especially does. an action scene. Yes, um, I really liked most of the action scenes in here the, yeah. uh, the the ones that were practical mm-hmm. um, there were several car chases mm-hmm. and that's another indiana jones thing is yeah. car chases where people switch between vehicles multiple yes. times yes um but they're done pretty well here yeah. Yeah. um again steven spielberg just makes it look so easy he to, does he and does. the way the way he does action and this was in earlier indiana jones films as well right. is um the fight starts, but then like stakes ratchet up. Yes, more complexity gets added, but you yes. still know exactly what's happening. Right, you know who is where. Yeah, there's usually like um, a, 
um, a goal or uh, something, mm-hmm. some object or something that mm-hmm. the characters have to get other than just win the fight. Right. It's they're fighting over something or right. to, to do something before the other one does. Yes. So in in Raiders, I keep thinking of the, the plane fight mm-hmm. where they're trying to escape. Right. And they try to get on this plane, but then one Nazi stops them. Yes, giant then, Nazi. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So they're trying to fight the plane, but then uh, the plane accidentally starts. It starts spinning around. Yep. So then tension ratchets up because yep. you have to avoid the spinning propeller blades. Right. And then the Nazi pulls a gun, and that's another thing. Yeah. Uh, but then... The gun gets knocked out of his hand, but you all, he, Spielberg always makes sure you know where that gun is. Yes. If it flies off into the dirt, he shows you a he shot right it of is. it. Yeah. So really great. And, you know, wide shots. You see where everyone is, you know, what's yep. happening at all times. Yep. Same here. Yep. There's a lot of moving parts with people going from a motorcycle to a car yep. uh, and all this stuff. Uh, you know, a sword fight happens at one point yeah. uh, on top of two cars. Um, but he's so good at, at that kind yes. of stuff because, yeah, I don't know what else to yeah, say. Yeah, it's like he yeah. makes it look, oh, gosh, I just, Oops. sorry, I just uh, right. smashed my mic there. Lots of uh, <laughs> but he makes it look so easy to yeah, he does. direct the hell out of a fun action, just a yeah. fun, swashbuckling, right. pulp, yeah. punch him up. Yeah, very much so. Very I love the so, sound yeah. effect too. Every time someone gets punched in an Indiana Jones, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoosh, whoosh, yes, sound, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that was he. Yeah, and Spielberg is just a master at that, and and generally a master at storytelling as well. So, you know, through film, um, mm-hmm. which is pretty amazing. I was I found myself disappointed with the dialogue in the opening sequence. Um, it just seemed too canned to me, and it also seemed like perhaps it was under rehearsed, and I don't. I didn't understand that, how that went. Yeah. It seemed like um, Ford was, Harrison Ford was actually struggling. I mean, he, he wasn't struggling to remember or anything like that. All of that, it was all great, but it was like, I don't know, it, it almost dragged. It seemed like it dragged mm-hmm. to me or like it was inserted. And it, that was disappointing to begin with, but it does set the tone. So you're ready for more of that kind of canned dialogue for the rest of the screenplay, which was there. So there you go. Okay. That's yeah. interesting that you would say unrehearsed. Because uh, something that I noticed uh-huh. um, was Kate Blanchett, who plays the yeah. uh, main uh, Soviet antagonist. Right. I thought her Russian accent was pretty spotty in some places. There were some moments I noticed that too. Which, which really breaks my heart to say because she is such a phenomenal she actress. She is, yeah. Um, and I don't, you know, who knows if she was given any time to prepare. Right. I mean, that could have actually been a really good performance considering yeah. maybe she was not given any time to prepare. And that right. was just what she pulled out That's right. on the day. And that in that case, it's really good. But yes. cause some, some sounds were like sounded really good, yes. but then other like vowel sounds like you yep. could kind of hear I heard in the uh, her native too. accent kind yep. of come through. Yep. So that really, yeah, that really breaks my heart. Cause she, she, uh, she yeah. her, her standard is so so high. high. Yes, um, I mean, yes, she, I agree with everything you just said right there, and I did notice that as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah, really unfortunate. Mm-hmm. The other, the other thing uh, I noticed is, um, and this, this happens in other Indiana Jones movies. It's not really specific to this movie. Is mm-hmm. uh, characters are introduced that Indy apparently knows mm-hmm. and has known for a long time, but we don't. Right. So, I mean, in in Temple of Doom, it, it was short round. Yeah. Like we don't know short round, but right. appara- Indy apparently does. Right. That movie, it kind of worked out because he's such a charming 
yep. character. Yep. Um, and I can't remember. Does is Marcus Brody in Raiders? Because yes. I know he's in Last Crusade, and he's yes. a major part of Last Crusade. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. But then, so we've got this character of Mac, who apparently yep. is a war buddy of Indiana Jones, who yeah. I can't remember from any other no, Indiana Jones No, I don't films. either. And he was, yeah, that was an odd yes. addition to the story, I thought. Yes. But yeah. um, he apparently seems inserted only to have a betrayal right. at the end. Yeah. Um, I mean, he... He does fine. Like I wasn't like annoyed with him when he was on right. screen or anything. Right. He wasn't grating. That would have made it yeah. unbearable if yeah. he was an annoying character. Yeah. But he's he's fun enough. He's kind of a good kind of counterpoint to Indy. Sure. When he's he has good chemistry with Harrison Ford. Right. Um, but I'm like, who is this? Who is this guy? Yeah. Um, same with uh John Hurt's character. Yep. Uh Huxley. Ox Oxley. Ox, yeah, yes. Oxley. Harold Oxley. Harold Ox. Oxley. Yeah. Yeah, and Ooh. John Hurt, another wonderful actor. Yeah. I mean, you know, his work in the film was great. Yeah. But the character itself and the history of that character with the Indiana Jones character. Mm-hmm. I I found a lot of here, let me put it this way. There was a lot of history that was talked about and a lot of characters that were brought from history mm-hmm. that we haven't necessarily necessarily seen as an audience uh, that was brought into this film. But because we as an audience hadn't invested in them, mm-hmm. I didn't find myself caring a whole lot about yeah. what was going on with them. Yeah, I don't know. I, it would have made a lot more sense to have uh, Indy's uh, Egyptian friend. Yes. Wait, Salah, I think yes, is his name. Or, yes. Um, who, I think it was Salah, yeah. Yeah, the actor's name. I don't, I'm not sure the actor's name. It's the same actor that plays Gimli from Lord of the Rings. I know that much. Okay. Um, Let's see if I can find it. Maybe not. Uh, but I don't know why he's not in the movie. Hit, like him in that role or just in a role yeah. that is, you know, India's familiar with would work better because the audience is also familiar with him. And he does make an appearance in the brand new one, the the um, Dial of Destiny, the one that okay. just recently came out. Right. That actor does make an appearance for wow. a couple minutes. Okay. So, like, he, I mean, obviously he was alive, and I don't know why they didn't ask him or couldn't convince him to come back for that one, but they right. convinced him to come back for a later one. Right. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, who knows? It does yeah. seem to me that some of this, um, you know, we were talking about the unrehearsed bit earlier. It may have been a time crunch thing um, that had caused that could have caused uh, scheduling conflicts with people like that, actors like that. Who knows? Um, I did find that the a lot of the uh, uh, secondary characters were or the supporting cast. They seemed to have more. Their work seemed to be better prepared, better polished than the primaries. And so I, that makes me wonder if there was like a massive time problem with this film. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Who knows? I mean, it's pointless to speculate. Right. Uh, but it would have been nice to, to see a familiar, a familiar character rather than two brand new characters yeah. and just be told that they have history yeah. with Indy. It's John Reese Davies um, apparently paired, played solo, although that's not what I, think of John Reese davies is looking at like, but there you go. That's yeah. what this is saying. So, yeah. Okay. Um, I j- can you just look at, I'm, he did play Gimli, right? I, I'm not miss, I'm not miss, uh, saying that I, I was like 99% sure that he also plays Gimli, I mean, but okay. I don't want to, I don't want to 
say that with confidence and then have it be wrong. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. Let me uh, do a quick look. Um, waiting for things to load. Lots of pictures known for Lord of the Rings. Yes. Gilly. Okay. Yes. Okay. Good. There you go. <laughs> there we go. All right. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, moving on from that. Yeah. Um, so we find, uh, we find out that, um, Indy, uh, has a son. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't, we don't learn that he's his son until much later in the film, but we're right. introduced to right. Shia LaBeouf as Mutt. Yep. Yes. Mutt Williams. Yes. Oh, Mutt. Or, what kind of a name is that? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, Mutt Williams Ravenwood, I guess. Yes. Marion Ravenwood is his mom. Right. Indy is his dad. Yeah. Uh, played by Shia LaBeouf. Um, what were your thoughts on on that character and that performance? Because I think that is a, a big point of contention okay. among audiences. Um, I think part of the problem with the character is that the character itself was simply a stereotype and it wasn't it wasn't written. I don't think it was a, a character that was drawn in multi dimensions. That's mm-hmm. my problem with it. I think Shia LaBeouf did a great job with what he had to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're, we're all over seeing the guy who thinks he's cool comb his hair. Mm-hmm. And to have him, it seemed like they built the hair combing thing just to get to the scorpion scene where his hand is shaking when he goes to comb his hair. He gets hit with the scorpions and then we never see him touch his hair again for the rest of the film. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, I mean, I mean that's like film 101. You, you can't just like throw something in so you build it up, but you never really pay it off. Uh-huh. Like, you know, so that bothered me a bit. But I do think Shia LaBeouf did a great job with what he had to do with what he had to work with. Um, yeah. I just didn't believe, again, I didn't invest in these characters because they, they weren't, I, I feel like the, the screenplay, and this is, this is just my opinion, I feel like the screenplay didn't earn our love as an audience, and that's one of the ways in which it failed us. Okay. Yeah, I, I would agree that he his performance was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought his chemistry with Harrison Ford was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, it was. It was, um, yeah. I liked I, the, the fact that it's broad, broad strokes didn't bother me that much okay because like that's that's kind of just the yeah the genre of indiana jones is like a sure it's a pulp adventure so yes it is like we've got indy he's a rugged adventure guy and then we got mutt he's a greaser yeah that's what he's got a motorcycle and a leather jacket like that's what you got he's got a switchblade that's what you gotta know about him right like if you've seen grease like you know (laughs) yeah you know this guy yeah uh so but yeah i yeah, I uh, I think they were clearly intending to kind of set him up as yes to carry on the mantle, yeah, which didn't end up happening, right? Um, but yeah, I, yeah, his chemistry with Harrison was great, and he yeah he mm-hmm. did a good job, I thought. So yep. I, I didn't really have a problem with uh, hit the character or, or his performance, right? Um, so they so they get together uh, through plot reasons, and they kind of they have to head off in search of the the crystal skull because um, mm-hmm. their 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 mutual friend uh, right. Harold Oxley is is missing and they got to go right they got to go on an adventure and they got to you know delve into some tombs which I thought was fun yeah, I thought the, that was very classic indeed yeah, yeah the the investigating the looking for clues right. the researching all that I thought was good yeah you know that's 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 Indiana Jones right there that's your bread it and is. butter is Delvin, I thought I thought it looked good. It was very creepy. Mm-hmm. A lot of practical mm-hmm. skeletons and all of that. Yeah, yeah. That really scratched my Indiana Jones yes, itch. That yes, the nerve there. Absolutely. Very, very fun there. Yeah. Um. Uh, so I had a I did have a prop problem with the crystal skull itself. 
which looked to me very obviously plastic, um, but or some kind of resin. But my point being that it none of the actors carried it with any weight. Like it was as if it was as light as a football. Mm. But if you've ever held even just a block of quartz, then you know that that amount of mineral would have been incredibly heavy. Mm-hmm. And that was, uh, you know, they were just throwing it around. Even in the in the this massive car chase scene in the jungle that leads us right to the waterfall and mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, uh, they were just tossing it around like it weighed nothing. And I think that that was a missed opportunity. And I was actually surprised that Spielberg missed that opportunity because you would have thought there was a lot of room for humor there too, mm-hmm. which could have, you know, both humor and obstacle, two things that always serve your script, mm-hmm. you know, or at least in this particular genre. Um, so that was unfortunate for me with that. I mean, it was just a little bit disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So speaking of the, the, that second uh, car chase yeah. through the jungle, it was long. It was, it was huge. Long. So many parts to that. Yeah. So many s- sequences in within that. Like, yeah. yeah. And that, and that recalls back to the, uh, like uh, last crusade. Mm-hmm. There's, chases in that that are 20 minutes long right that are just chase after like it linked together yes. chase after chase after chase car yes. chase um and uh those the the i can talk <laughs> the uh sequences in the last crusade in the early frames those were yeah. all practical yeah yeah uh like the 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 tank scene yeah. where he's like hanging on the edge of a tank. Yeah. Um, I mean, when, so when sand and dust is getting sprayed in his face, it's really getting, it's getting sprayed, sprayed in his face. face. Yeah. So, and then this one, you know, cl- very clearly not, mm-hmm. not a real jungle. Correct. Um, again, like the direction itself was good with uh-huh. the moving parts and having a sword fight. I mean, that is, that's a good setup and payoff where yeah. the, the villain has a, a unique thing about them is they carry a rapier and they, right. they care. Not only do they have a rapier on their hip, they have a box of rapiers that they right. carry with them. Right. So it's like, we're going to have a, we're going to have a fencing match at right. some point in this movie. Right. It's got to happen. Yeah. Um, and you have <clears throat> the greaser who first brought a knife to a gunfight in the diner yeah. has now upgraded from just a switchblade to a rapier from the box of the spare rapiers <clears throat> yes. that belong to the villain. So that was, that was a nice setup. Yes. Yeah. Nice payoff. Um, yeah, I, I I wish that they could have found a way to make that practical. Yeah, just it, yeah, good good scene, but it's still a pale comparison to the earlier yep. films. Yeah, um, which are just master classes in oh they in really are action direction yeah. and such. Yeah, um, I mean the original the original Raiders of the Lost Ark basically set this genre, and so mm-hmm. now there have been so many copies and you know, additions to the genre. Now, when you watch an Indiana Jones film, it's almost as if you need to come understanding that this was the baseline. Mm -hmm. And so everything that we see and Spielberg is fantastic at it is an honor to its original, uh, making manifestation. Um, however, they didn't do some of these things that you're talking about as well as they had in the first one. On the other hand, now a lot of that would have been cost prohibitive, Mm-hmm. It, you know, and so it's, 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 it, it saddens me a little bit to be able to see it on the screen. I would like not to know that, not to see the differences yeah. so much, because I do think it's possible to achieve a similar standard anyway. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Yeah. So that uh, that kind of chase ends. I I want to yep. just like, yep. like mention this. It ends with um, Indy fighting the the big Russian. Yep. Uh, you know you got to have a you got to right. have Indy versus a, you have to have the giant versus, film. versus yes. a heavy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Indy versus the heavy. Um, so they have a big punch up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Indy wins obviously, but With then, the ants, yep. yeah, the ants that I, I remember that yeah. traumatizing me when yeah. I saw it as a, as a kid, that was pretty hard. Cause he <laughs> gets just carried away into yeah. a giant anthill by a bunch of like fire ants. Yeah. And they're like in his mouth and oh, yeah. I can't like just, ima- what a way to go. Like oh, I know. truly awful to imagine. Yeah. So that was, that was, um, a little traumatizing. Yeah. I found that. Uh, so this, okay, this is, this is related. I promise. So, okay. Th- so the story was by George Lucas. Yes. George Lucas helped write the story. And yep. obviously he has been a producer and, and yep. co-creator of Indiana Jones since the beginning. Right. I know we typically associate Spielberg cause he's the director, yep. but Lucas and Spielberg have yes. been working on this together since the beginning. Yep. I found that, uh, George Lucas seemingly doesn't know what is appropriate for kids and what isn't. Yeah. He, he, uh, Star Wars was apparently uh, intended for children. The first one, the original episode four, the original Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, uh, but yes, but then you have, you have, uh, aunt may or aunt Beru and uncle Owen getting burned alive. Yeah. And then you have, uh, um, the sequel films with Anakin uh, murdering a bunch of children. Right. Yeah. Uh, but then you also have like Jar Jar Binks, who's like yes. a weird kooky weird. character. And yeah. you've got C-3PO who is this kind of yeah. bumbling guy. So it's like, is this for kids or is it not? Right. Do you not, what, do you not know where the line is? George yeah. Lucas? He's, he always, <laughs> yeah. The, I, I agree with you a hundred percent on that. Like if you look for me, it was return of the Jedi that I was like, suddenly I'm watching a children's film. But yeah. I never thought of Star Wars Episode Four as being a children's film, yeah. even though I fell in love. I was seven when that was in the theaters, and I watched it like 10, 12 times in the theaters at the time. Mm-hmm. But I always had to look away at the burned bodies. You know? Yeah, and even yeah. Return of the Jedi, you've got you've got the Ewoks who are teddy bears. Yeah, and then you also have a, a scantily clad Princess yeah. Leia, very scantily uh, clad <laughs> and slightly anorexic looking. Yes, yeah. and then you also have Luke losing his hand. And like, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, so yeah. Okay. Th- that tangent. Back to, so to aside, here. Uh, so yeah, the story by George Lucas. Yeah. And then it includes a man getting eaten alive by, by ants. Army ants. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's I don't hard know. To, yeah. <laughs> George. Like I yeah. love George, and right, he's got great ideas, but yeah, you've got like. Either just make it for adults or make, or it, make for it for small kids. Yeah, yeah, just I agree. That's, I actually honestly would kind of love to see a George Lucas story that is like specifically just for adults. Yeah, I, I would love to see what that would look like. Yeah, I would too. Um, that, that's anyway. Uh, okay. <laughs> yes. Well, kind of related though to what you just said, it, it will take us back to a little bit of history, but bring us back to this one. I kept seeing how reminiscent the style of this film was in its writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the Temple of Doom, which was also one that Lucas had a, a very big hand in making that more for kids. And I think you can see when you look at the four films together, you can really see that those two, Temple of Doom and Crystal Skull, were mm-hmm. clearly touched by Lucas's yeah. desire to make it for kids. He, I think yeah. he, George Lucas, I think, has a very strong sense of genre. Yeah. Um, but as far as the little minutia, yeah. he's 
just seems to be wholly unconcerned with. Yes. He's a, like a broad strokes guy, which is yeah. why Star Wars works so yes. well. Yeah. It is very much a genre film. Right. With broad strokes. Yeah. And another um, genre setting film, actually, even yeah. though the sci-fi obviously existed, but not. Boy, did it change after that film. Yeah. So um, back to here. Yeah. So let's let's just uh, kind of skip okay. to, the, to the ending, which okay. is another kind of point of contention, I think. Okay. It's going to. Yeah. Yeah. Divide some people. Yeah. So we get to the end. We find out that the skull belongs to these, not aliens. They're interdimensional beings. Right. Uh, I think so. Okay. Famously, um, so <laughs> George Lucas wanted them to be aliens. Okay. And Spielberg said, "I just did War of the Worlds. Yep. I've done ET. Yep. I've done Close Encounters. I'm yep. done with aliens. Right. We're not calling them aliens. Okay. Okay. So we'll call them interdimensional beings, quote unquote. They're still so." The word mm-hmm. alien is never said in the movie. They're that's true. Interdimensional beings. Okay. Even though they look like they're freaking the, not from here. That's yeah. Really the point. <laughs> they, look, they look like yeah. the standard like 1950s. Yeah. Big eye aliens. Oh yeah, right. Ex- you know, especially the, the, when they all you know merge together and you get this. Yes. Yeah. Um. So that's like you know I could take it or leave it. You know, yeah. fine. Aliens, interdimensional. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Um, the thing that didn't make sense. For mm-hmm. me, I thought mm-hmm. the ending kind of didn't make sense. Was um, Irina? I believe I'm pretty sure her name is Irina. Okay. Irina Sarkov or, or yes. something like that. Yeah, uh, Kate Blanchett's character. Yep, she is uh, punished for wanting knowledge. That's yeah. like her arc is. Uh, she says multiple times, like you know, I anything I anything I want to know, I find out. Yeah, you know, something to that effect. Yeah, so she wants knowledge. She wants mm-hmm. everything. And, um, Indy even says like, Hey, you know, the, we thought it was the city of gold, but the actual Incan word is treasure. Knowledge was their right. treasure, not, right. not gold. Right. So, but she, and so she makes her ask of, of the mm-hmm. alien interdimensional being, whatever. Right. Cause that's like the legend. If you return the skull, you get the, yeah. you get a, a boon or whatever. Yeah. So she says, I want to know. And she's essentially punished for wanting knowledge, yeah. even though that's that's like Indy's whole deal yeah. is like finding out things about the past and like mm-hmm. you know we we got to know the past so we don't repeat it and yeah you know his knowledge of yeah. languages and ancient history is what got him yeah to this point right and he has and a, she a, wants yeah go ahead knowledge yep and the I mean yes she's the villain but the alien doesn't know that right the alien doesn't know who. The, as far right. as it knows, all these humans just showed up, right, and returned my head, right, or one of my heads. Yes. <clears throat> so it seems to I, I, it doesn't make sense to me. Is she yeah. she is punished for wanting knowledge, even though that's also what the hero yep. wants. Um, so what what's the message there? Yeah. The is that so humans are not meant to have knowledge? Is that is that Who the knows? message? Yeah. Then if they're not, then why did the interdimensional beings teach the ancient? Incans how mm-hmm. to build stuff right if they're if the knowledge is forbidden to them yeah why bother teaching right. them so, so you can have some knowledge but not other knowledge right like it's, yeah it's a very muddled kind of it was a very muddled kind of theme. thing and yeah and she you know and we're doing the reminiscent right we have the the moment where you know her eyes light up and she's shooting fire out of her eyeballs which of course is very traditional indie conclusion mm-hmm. um and then she instead of melting she turns into basically gold dust or gold sparkles and goes up into mm-hmm. the other dimension. Um, but yeah, that, that was the, you're just, you're talking about Incans. I was following this whole, the whole film 
as it was Incans and Peru, and then suddenly we have Ox, Oxley talking to the aliens in Mayan. And I was really confused that it wasn't the Quechuan, which is the native language of the Incans, which is mentioned and set up earlier in this film. So I have no idea what went on there, but obviously I got lost somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I also think it kind of uh, propagates this myth, like the um, the History Channel thing, where uh, I don't know if you've ever watched oh. the show Ancient Aliens oh, yes. on the History Channel, <laughs> yes. where they're like... <laughs> Yeah. There's no way that the ancient yeah. humans and the Incan could have built these pyramids and aqueducts right. when the they never met the Romans. There's no way. They must yeah. have been taught by yeah. aliens. Somebody else. Like, Not from is here. it like yes. right. maybe they were just smart too? Like right? maybe maybe humans are way smarter than we give the, right. ourselves credit for. Like yeah. I think it's totally feasible that yeah. another civilization could have figured out oh, yeah. how to build pyramids. Absolutely. A baby can figure out how to build a pyramid with building blocks. It's right. not hard to yeah. to do that. So I don't know. Like yeah, I never no. liked that with the with the yeah. history channel stuff. And this kind of pro- It did propagate propagates that. Yeah, that. It does. Um so yeah, the ending a little bit muddled for me. Yeah. Well, and I just personally at the very in the very last bit where you well second to last bit where you've got every, you know, all of our heroes are standing up on the edge and the flying saucer lifts up, you know, and, and goes into the sky. And I was like, I don't know, man, somewhere in my heart of hearts, Indiana Jones should never be in the same frame as a flying saucer. That just bothered me. Yeah. You know? And, and also, so like sort of related to that. Yeah. Another thing that bothers me about this one, but also just about any like new Indiana Jones film is, yeah, he's, skeptical at yes. the beginning yes. and i'm thinking how are you skeptical mm-hmm. about anything indiana jones you have seen yeah. irrefutable proof right of god right like capital g god yeah two times <laughs> yes exactly. two times you have seen irrefutable yes. proof, proof of the of the, yeah the judeo-christian god that's right and but like Aliens? I don't know, man. Like, yeah, the, yeah. How like, are you? You've seen, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so like the things you've seen, and yeah. this is a problem. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. like it's the it's the Blade Runner line. I've seen things you people couldn't imagine, <laughs> right? Exactly. You people wouldn't believe. Yes, yeah. It's like so. I don't know how you yeah. can still write a Indiana Jones where he's skeptical. skeptical. Um, yeah, I yeah. mean, he could be. I could see him being skeptical about notes that he finds about you know, possible traps in that's where you want to see him being skeptical because that's his whole expertise. But yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. There's a line where he's like, it's just a myth or just a story kid. It's like, yeah, every, every legend and myth you've ever come across has ended up being true pretty much. So like, right. Get with, come on, Indy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's unfortunate. This film had um, so much potential, so Mm. much potential. I, and I, I mentioned before we started recording that my most of my problems with this particular film were in the writing of it. I felt that, you know, I was being told the whole story every step of the way and I wasn't being shown a whole lot of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, and that kept me from investing in the characters as well. And that, you know, we see this little glimpse of the arc in the opening, but the arc never makes another mm-hmm. another showing or th- there's no it, it just it seemed a little bit to me to be disconnected from the heart of what Indiana Jones is about, even though it was a great depiction of what Indiana Jones could be about. I don't know. What do you, what do you think of that? 
Um, yeah, I think my my issues were the script itself. Like I thought was fine. Like the structure. Okay. Yeah, again, structurally like, it was. Yeah, like moment to moment. Yeah, I was invested. I was enjoying the action. Mm-hmm. Anytime it got a little slow, there was another kind of action scene so sure. to break that up. Yep. Um, you know, pulp. Yep. Pulpy kind of stuff. Yep. Um, yeah, my main issues were like again the the overarching theme of like yep. I guess knowledge is not for humans to have, right? Which is like kind of at odds with yeah. what Indy is all about because he's a researcher, right? Um, and yeah, the the just like the the use of the CGI just kind of pales in comparison to the mm-hmm. old films. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really calls into question the reason right for its existence at all yeah um considering how how nice of an ending yep. the last crusade was yeah it really was <clears throat> um it really was so so okay yeah, uh let's I, I, there's one more okay. thing i want right. to touch on okay because if we don't touch on this yep anyone listening is going to be real angry we didn't talk about okay it. all right uh so what are your thoughts on indy surviving a nuclear blast in a refrigerator oh, please i <laughs> i mean just please. Yes, we get to see the little shot of the lead lined on the side of the mm-hmm. refrigerator door, but who's going to survive being just forget the nuclear being flung at that velocity, right. that distance and then rolling around. I mean, yeah, he, every bone in his body would have been broken. And then also he would have been sterile after that from just being the, pro, the close yeah. proximity. It yeah. just, he would have been cancer riddled and blind by the end of the movie. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will say though, in in the Last Crusade, he does uh, hitch a ride on the outside of a submarine for several hundred miles <laughs> yes, of ocean. Yes, that's true. Uh, so <laughs> there, there is precedent for Indy being superhuman. Yeah. Uh, so I guess if you're if you're fine with the submarine thing, yeah, then you have to be fine with this. I think. I guess you might be right. Uh, yep. Yep. Uh, so, but yeah. Uh, with that said, it is pretty ridiculous. Uh, it is ridiculous, it, but it was at least funny. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And re- on a rewatch, I thought that the bomb was dropped like directly on his head. Okay. The bomb was like on a tower several miles away. Okay. It does show like Everything. the tower and then the town in the distance. So That's true. he wasn't at the epicenter of the blast. Right, right. And there are there actually are reports, I believe, of like a- at actual mm-hmm. um, Hiroshima of people being fairly close to yeah. the epicenter of the blast and still oh, yeah. survive at least the initial blast they still yeah. survive oh yeah obviously they got horrible radiation poisoning yeah. Yeah, when they're... they stepped out yeah um it's very awful <clears throat> yeah oh yeah the reality um, of it is pretty yes yeah. um but of course this is also 1957 so this is probably a way bigger bomb than the, mm. the first one but mm-hmm. anyway the whole thing there were some logic problems yeah Let's it's, just put it it's ridiculous yeah but uh, I think that's one of those things where you just kind of get on board with or or not. I agree. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. He's you just gotta. At, at least there's some explanation. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. Oh, you're right. It's, at it's, least you see the lead yeah. lined, so it's like it's okay. not totally unexplained. Right. It's it's halfway plausible, sort of. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and it's um, it's a situation where you're still in the first half hour of the film, I believe, at that point, and so you're getting this opportunity to um, to see how the to, you're setting up the world of the film. So you're being set up in a situation where you're still dealing with, okay, this is a world in which it's possible to survive being flung a mile in a lead lined mm-hmm. refrigerator and not actually get sick. Yeah. I did enjoy the line though about what are you crazy? Those things can be death traps later. You know, <laughs> yeah, that, that was, that was fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I feel like we had to touch on that because that's like the big thing of 
yeah. this movie is Indy survives a nuclear blast right. <laughs> in a refrigerator. <laughs> and then and then um, we even forget about by the end of the film you don't even remember. Yeah, that. yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I guess let's wrap this up. Okay. I, I guess I'm losing my voice here. Okay, all right. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah. Uh, but we'll get into final thoughts and then we'll, we'll wrap this up. You know what? It's If I had kids, I would take them to see it, I think, as long as they were old enough to handle the Ant-Man situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, for like, you know, 11, 12-year-olds, I would have maybe 12, 13-year-olds. But, mm-hmm. um, but it was, you know, I remember being kind of bummed about it when I watched it the first time. This time I was like, now I know why I was bummed about it. But at the same time, I'm glad that they made it. And now I have to, now that I've been under a boulder for months apparently i need to go and see the one that just came out so and is now gone and so it's somewhere but i'll find it and yeah. watch it yeah. i hope it's good because i it's love probably the first on, third it's probably on disney i'm plus. sure it's, yeah because considering that that's what i watched this one on was on yeah. my disney plus so. i think yeah i think they have the whole the whole franchise now. yeah yeah i would say if you're like just a casual fan of indiana jones yeah fine yep you know, great like yep you know for me who's like a lot more invested in movies and yep. I, and I realize how great and how monumental the original ones were. Yep. This is just a pale comparison. Yeah. Enjoyable while you're watching it. Exactly. Moment to moment. Yeah. You know, it's well directed. Yep. The chemistry between the characters is yep. pretty good. Yeah. Um, but then the ending is just kind of muddled and, and yeah. weird and it's, it's, you know, I could take it or leave it, yeah. I guess the ending. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, I mean it's if you can get past the fridge thing, yeah, uh, enjoyable. I, I'd probably give it like a six, six point five out of ten. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. yeah, six and a half. I might even give it a seven just because it, it does have a very good fun factor with it. If you're not watching yeah. movies like you and I do, then it does still have a pretty high fun factor. Yeah, if you're not yeah. if you're not super attached to yeah, you know, and yeah, and again, my my favorite of the original was actually Last Crusade. Yeah. Um, I know some people might be mad about that. But a lot of I people know. love Raiders. Yeah. Uh, but I personally like The Last Crusade the most. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I'm definitely a first and third. Last Crusade was one of my favorites as well. Um, but if you were a person who uh, loved the Temple of Doom more than the first and third in this franchise, then you may actually really enjoy The Crystal Skulls. All right. All right. Cool. Uh, that was Indiana Jones and the Kingdom and of the Crystal Kingdom Skull. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. We'll, yes. uh, I guess we'll see you next time. All right. And that's a cut. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.